for weeks now, Saints fans. I've been telling you. All you got to do is wait just a little bit long. Have patience. Have patience with Dennis Allen. Have patience with Derek Carr. Have patience with this defense. Because this team has so much talent, so much more talent than anyone else in this stupid, crappy, miserable division that they just they can't lose it. Even this team can't find a way to lose it. You know what? I'm here to tell you on Datitude today, I apologize. That's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about apologies because you certainly ain't getting any from these New Orleans Saints. I don't feel like waiting anymore. Let's get to it. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends out there who have come to join the misery. 45 minutes of unapologetic bashing is about to commence. Or so. Maybe a few minutes less. Maybe a few minutes more. Who knows what is coming up next? I have no clue what is going to come out of my mouth over the course of the next, again, however many minutes. This is Datitude, episode number 192 for a Monday. Monday, Blue Monday, November the 27th. 2023, I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer, pissed off here at the Advocate, the Times Picayune at bet.com. Yeah. You know what? I, I swore I wasn't going to get pissed off anymore. I, it, it, I, I was sure that this team, and I don't know why I was sure. Again, if, if any of you who read my NFL picks column, I should have known how this was going to go. I've had a pretty good season. I've had a really good season, actually. But the last two weeks before this one were, eh. So-so, not, I had one really bad week and then an average week, and this one started out 0-4. I started out 0-4 with my picks, and what I said about the Saints was, for those of you who didn't read it, I tried to find ways to pick against them going into this week. I just couldn't. I couldn't find a, because they had everything there for the taking. This team had everything going into Sunday's game there for the taking. Low-hanging fruit. You're playing a team that is a mirror image of yourself. They are coached even more poorly than this team is coached. They don't have the same kind of personnel. They aren't as good almost everywhere. You could pick almost any position on the Falcons except maybe along the offensive line, which their offensive line isn't that great either. And the Saints are better than the Falcons, my opinion. Maybe I don't feel that way this morning, whatever. But going into the game, I certainly did. So that's why I said I couldn't pick against the Saints this week. The only thing that gave me pause and the only thing I said why I might be wrong, which proved out to be true, was that this team cannot stand prosperity. They cannot stand prosperity. What do I mean by that? They have a chance. I mean, I don't think people realize what the Saints had a chance. I don't even think they realize, which is absurd in itself. 
I don't think they even realized what they had a chance to do on Sunday in Atlanta. They had a chance to go out there and take absolute control and command of this division, of this crappy, miserable, stupid division. They had a chance to do that on Sunday. Had they won that game, they would have had a two-game lead on everyone else in the division. Tampa Bay did what we knew they were going to do. They went to Indianapolis and lost because this division stinks, and any team that goes out and plays anyone that's average or better, you don't even have to be average or better. If you play someone that's average or better outside of this division, you're going to lose. That includes Atlanta, by the way. So we pretty much knew Tampa Bay was going to lose. All you had to do was win this game. You are taking control of this division at 6-5 and five Atlanta, is now four and seven or whatever it is. And Tampa Bay is four and seven. That's all you had to do. All you had to do was win. And how many chances did you have to win on Sunday? Multiple. Many. Maybe a dozen. Who knows? We're going to get into why. Because let me tell you, the why they didn't win isn't even as bad as they're accepting of the didn't win. You, we always talk about what good teams do. We always talk about, you know, what's the difference between, I mean, besides the obvious talent. I, I mean, go beyond the obvious talent. What did Sean Payton and Drew Brees say? They said, do your job, and they said, finish strong. What does this crew say? Pat each other on the back. Don't worry about our incredibly frustrating screw-ups. I'm trying to keep this a family podcast, by the way. I'm not going to say what I really want to say. By the way, those of you listening in the car with, with kiddos, I'm just warning you, that may be an, an accidental expletive that comes out here or there before we're done. But I'm going to play you some clips coming up in Derry's Dime. I'm going to play you some clips that make no sense to me. I don't know. I know quite a few of you listening to this have already listened to the Dennis Allen and Derek Carr postgame press conferences. They're mind-blowing. I mean, I know a lot of you probably didn't listen to them, and you just kind of like brushed through them, and they said the same old spewing the same garbage. But they're really kind of mind-blowing if you actually pay attention to them. How can they... Find positive anything. How can anyone coaching this team find anything positive to say about, oh, well, we did such and such well. You didn't do a goddamn thing well. Not a thing. You didn't do a thing well, nor should you find anything that could be construed as you did it well. You pissed away the best opportunity you've had since you've been here. By far the biggest game in your coaching career. And you know what? The other coach, who's a bigger joke than you are, Arthur Smith, he said it was the biggest game of his coaching career. Getting to five and six against the New Orleans Saints is the biggest game of his career. That's how bad this division is. So in the grand scheme of things, it shouldn't matter because whoever wins this division is going to play Dallas in the first round and get their asses handed to them on a platter, it ain't going to be pretty. So I guess if in a way, 
You know, all those Saints fans I've been making fun of for wanting to lose, maybe they should want to lose. And I'm not talking about going get a draft pick that they won't know what to do with or maybe potentially firing their coaching staff and starting over. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about saving themselves from embarrassment because the Dallas Cowboys will destroy either one of the two teams that played on that field in the Georgia Dome or whatever the hell they want to call it yesterday. Their quarterback is a joke, and their coach is a joke. They've got one decent player on offense, and I mean one. Well, they've actually got three, but they only use one. Bijan Robinson is going to be fantastic in this league, assuming that the Falcons get a coach that knows what to do with them. They finally used them yesterday more than they've used them at any other point in the season. Why? Because who? Let's just open doors, open walls, and let them run right through. People want to bitch about Derek Carr, and he sucked, by the way. I don't care what his stats say. I'm not defending him anymore. He went out there, and he's a part of the problem. We're going to get to him in a minute. 24, 38 for 304 yards. Who gives a damn that you threw for 304 yards? You know how many touchdowns you threw for your team? Zero. You know how many touchdowns you threw for the other team? One. That's pretty bad when you throw more touchdowns to the other team than you did for your own. You got in the red zone five times. I'm not making excuses for the offense. But I will say this. It's incredible that's all I heard on the news last night. All, every station. Our own people, too. On NOAA.com. Noah.com slash saints. And we let them pass. We don't make them say anything. No one asked them anything to make them say anything. It is incredibly and utter. It's more frustrating than listening to spew that crap every damn game as it is. There's nothing more frustrating than that, than listening to our own media people not ask them questions. You should want to piss them off. But no, we got a coach who's going up there and finding positives in a loss where you had everything in front of you, and now you don't. It's gone. And guess what? You deserve to lose. Um, well, specifically red zone issues. Yeah, well, yeah, penalties. That, that hurts. You know, not taking care of the ball, that hurts. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are, those are challenging things, and yet, you know, Again, I thought we moved the ball well, so we got to keep keep uh, you know keep working on the red area and and try to find ways that we can protect the ball better. And um, we can't have the we can't have the penalties. Are you kidding me? Really? That's your response? You say, yeah, you know, we had trouble in the red zone. Yeah, we had some penalties, but we did this well. Who gives a damn? I mean, I just, I, I hate to keep going back to this. I hate to keep harping on this, but I'm trying to think of what Sean Payton and Jim Mora would say. I'm not going to play the Jim Mora clip because there, there's nothing to laugh about right now. There's really not. It, it's nothing's funny about this. The ineptitude has gone through the roof. And I, I, what I said before is what I'll say again because I still believe this. I mean, he gave himself a chance to be fired now. At least there's a ch before this week, I would have told you, there's probably 
a 5% chance he's going to get fired after the season's over. I think we're up to like 15 or 20 now. It's insane. And I, I keep giving this guy chances in my head. Keep thinking, maybe he has an opportunity to be a decent coach. I don't know that I can believe that anymore. I don't know that I can believe that after, what I, what, after this press conference. That's only a little snippet. And it starts off with him, yeah, he talks about the bad for about 15 seconds. And then he goes into them moving the ball well, and they did this. I, I don't want to hear about move. You didn't move the ball well. You did not move the ball well at all. Just because you moved it from the 25 to the 20 doesn't mean you moved the ball well. Because it doesn't mean jack if you can't get it in the end zone. It really doesn't. Who cares? And your vaunted defense that's been so great the past few years was crap yesterday. It was terrible. It was horrendous. Whatever word you want to use, use it. It doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean. After Desmond Ritter threw the second interception of the day, even a dumbass like Arthur Smith isn't going to let him throw the ball unless he absolutely has to. Every... Every person over the age of 12 that's watched at least four football games in their lives knew they were going to try to run the ball. But you couldn't stop it. You got gashed. You got gashed by not just B. John Robinson. You got gashed by Tyler Algier, 6.4 yards a carry. You got gashed by old man Cordell Patterson, for God's sake. And you got gashed by Desmond Ritter himself running the football. You couldn't stop anything. So people want to talk about Derek Carr. Again, yes, he sucked. Alvin Kamara couldn't get anything done. Taysom Hill fumbled the ball in the red zone. Everybody loves Taysom Hill, but that fumble might have cost him the season in the end. You could talk about all those things, but I didn't hear it from anyone in the media except little tiny snippets. You're going to give them a pass. Go, I dare anyone to go find online either a clip or a quote from a defensive player from yesterday's game other than anyone not excuse me other than someone not named Tyron Matthew you can't do it and why did they put Tyron Matthew up there because he had two picks oh let's put the positive up there the defensive linemen apparently were out of the Georgia Dome Faster than a 400 man getting to the Thanksgiving dinner table. They didn't want to talk to anybody, and no one held them accountable to make them. No one asked why they weren't there. They just weren't there. Demario Davis, as great as he's been, was terrible yesterday. You can keep making excuses for this defense if you want to, and keep talking about how bad Derek Carr is. And he was, again, he was bad yesterday. When you throw more touchdowns to the other team than you do for your own, you are bad. I don't care what your final stats say. It's on you as much as it is on anybody. But stop giving the defense a pass. They're not good. They had some good games early in the season, and they were pretty good last year, and they were really good in Sean Payton's last year. But their coordinator, who's now a head coach, doesn't have time to just think about them. I don't know what they planned over the bye week, but that, that makes it even worse. You got two weeks to plan for this game, the biggest game not only of the season, 
but the, probably the biggest game to this point of Dennis Allen's career. I think you could make an argument. Maybe the Tampa Bay game last year that he also lost, that they couldn't score in, that they had a chance to put away but didn't. So those two games are the most important games in Dennis Allen's career. And I don't give a rat's ass that at the end of last season after they lost that Tampa Bay game, that they went out and won a few games in a row and, and put lipstick on a pig. I can't defend you anymore. And then you come out and you don't say things that you need to say. I could maybe kind of de defend you a little bit if you came out and said, you know what, we as a coaching staff dropped the ball. Our game plan stunk. I'm not saying you got to go and blame any specific player. I'm not asking you to go rip any of your players in the media. That's not what I'm asking you to do. Have accountability. Anyone that stepped to a podium yesterday or put a, had a mic put in front of his face should have had accountability. You know who had accountability? The same person who always has accountability. The only one that I can find that ever has accountability on this team, Alvin Kamara. His talent is not the same as it was, and you can understand that I told you that already. He's a nearing 30-year-old running back. That's when, look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a shell of his former self. And you know what? That's where Alvin Kamara is headed. But you know what? I got to give him credit. I couldn't find the clip, but I found the quote. Here it is. We need to find a real fix, not just a quote, we got to be better. We're talking all this shit, and we ain't coming out here to do the same thing every week. We've got to do something different. Why is he the only one saying that? Why is he the only one wearing that jersey that's saying that? Why isn't the head coach saying that? Why don't we ever hear from the offensive coordinator? He can't, I mean, seriously. Who's worse at their job in the city of New Orleans? Pete Carmichael or LaToya Cantrell? That is a really tough question. I was posed this question, and I don't know the answer to that. I really don't know the answer to that. I think it's Carmichael. I think he's worse at his job. Now, he's not cheating and stealing, but he's horrendous at his job. Where does the ineptitude end with this team? They're five and six on sheer talent alone. Like, you know how bad you just, you just, they can't, I mean, also the NFL is full of mediocre. I mean, there are like six or seven good teams, good slash great teams, and then, then there's, let's say there's seven really good teams in the NFL. And there's 25 I-don't-give-a-damn teams. The Saints fall into the I-don't-give-a-damn team. They're now only one game ahead of the New York Giants who are using some guy named DeVito as their quarterback. They're one game, one game ahead of the New York Jets who are using some guy named Timmy Boyle, and they call him Timmy, Timmy Boyle as their quarterback. You go through the list of teams. They're... I mean, hell, they're now tied actually behind because of a tiebreaker behind a team with Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. Arthur Smith is handing the reins of this team to Desmond Ritter, who gave the Saints every opportunity to win yesterday, and they didn't want it. Yet, what do we hear? The same old crap over and over again by a team that just finds new ways to lose. And even a quarterback who, remember when he got pissed off 
against Jacksonville and everybody, not everybody, I wasn't. The guy showed emotion. He chastised people. He rode people's asses when they needed to be ridden. And then, oh, no, no, we're going to be kumbaya. We're going to be nice with everybody. We want to play nice. What does nice get you? Nice gets you five and six and tied for first in this miserable, lousy, crappy division. And, I mean, it just goes on and on. And you lose a game. I mean, he's, during the, he's throwing interceptions. Like, you see him raising a hand like, oh, yeah, I think I messed that one up. Throws a bad pass later. It's like, oh, I should have done this. No, give me emotion. <clears throat> no emotion whatsoever. We get this. Yeah, I understand the frustration. I understand, you know, that we haven't met the expectation yet of what we can be and what we've shown to be at times um, as a team, I'm saying. Um, but one of those areas for us as an offense is the red zone where, you know, we'll have good days, we'll have some good plays, and all of a sudden we have a day like today where, you know, I, today I think the, the penalties really hurt, you know, you know, pushing us back, obviously, and the two turnovers, um, you know, which is something I take, take a lot of pride in not doing. You know, and I know, and I know Taysom, you know, we, we count on him, you know, uh, all the time, and we're going to continue to count on him, you know. And it, it, it happens. It's part of the game. It sucks that it all happened in one time. Um, in one game, but it's fact. Um, but I'm not going to be frustrated anymore. I'm, I'm going to be positive. Um, I've seen when a team, you know, I've seen when a team has battled and gone through a lot of things um, and still made the playoffs. And, and, and what did it was us coming together. Everyone on the outside, you know, wanted this and wanted that and thought this and thought that. Um, but I'm telling you, man, the, if we can come together and keep keep pushing, keep working, we played our best football the last five weeks of that year, and we made it to the playoffs. And you know, that's what we have to do as a team. And that's what I share with the guys is, uh, but if you come in with the long face and, you know, no one on Twitter likes you right now and all that kind of stuff, then this is the wrong business and this is going to be the wrong month and a half for you. You know, this right here, um, you know, we're going to find out what guys are made of with their work ethic and how they want to come to work because, you know, we, we still have everything that we want to do. Uh, but we need, and we will, uh, correct certain things uh, when we take a look at it um, tomorrow. They still have everything in front of them. There's no question that's true. But how can anyone, and I mean anyone, have faith that they're going to correct them? Again, I told you before, I've said this multiple times, I'll say it again. They're the most talented team in this division. I don't think it's close. I really don't. I don't think it's close. Now, with the Saints being banged up. And depending on how long Olave's out, I mean, he's now in concussion protocol, depending on how long Rashid Shahid's out, number two receiver gone, that could change things. Maybe they won't be. But I, I just don't understand how you can go out there and be, oh, ooh, it's not going to be good to be down. We're going to be positive. The hell are you going to be positive? You think Bill Belichick's positive today? I mean, they're, the, granted, the Patriots aren't going to fix anything. They're donezo. And in the grand scheme of things, he might have been rooting for his kicker to miss that field goal yesterday in New York or New Jersey, wherever the hell they were playing. But I don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. Your own teammates don't want to hear that. Why do you think the defensive linemen ran out of the room? as fast as they could. Everyone in the defense besides Teran Matthew ran out of there before anyone could talk to him. You think they were going to be positive? No. 
there's a certain word that I have yet to hear from anyone, and it needs to be said, and I probably shouldn't have buried the lead. I probably shouldn't have waited this long to say it. But where's the word unacceptable? I get that you are talking about frustrated and, you know, this is not how we want to play. We've yet to put the whatever, blah, blah, blah. Where's the word unacceptable? Who's going to say this is unacceptable? No one has said that. Not to my knowledge. Feel free. Point it out at jderryattheadvocate.com. Point it out. Feel free. Did I miss it? Did I miss that someone wearing the black and gold, someone said that this horse bleeping performance is unacceptable? Am I wrong in saying as we head into December? That's right. That was the last game before we entered December, in case you realize that or not. This team has not put together one single game this season where the offense and the defense played well in a game in the same game. I'm not asking for both to play great. Just well. Just well would be enough to win this division. But yet continue the same speech over and over again. Derek Carr, except for the 190, got ticked off. I mean, are you serious? Is that what the Monday film meeting is going to be today? Hey, don't worry about dropping those passes, Juwan. No problem. You'll catch them next time. Hey, AT, it's completely okay you didn't run the route because you thought that was a false start penalty. You thought you jumped, and I just threw it over your head in the end zone, and then I threw a pick six right after that. That's all right. Even though the other 21 players on the field were all continuing with the play, but you couldn't realize that it was still going on. You thought it was a false start. No problem. Yeah, yeah, Taysom. Everyone loves you, so no one will give you any crap at all about fumbling the football away in the red zone on that go-ahead drive. No worries at all. Keep smiling, my friend. Are these dudes serious? That's what I want to know. It's all a reflection on Dennis Allen. That's where we are. It's a reflection on Dennis Allen. He continues to lower the bar, and I keep giving him chances. And I go back and look. And not just, I'm, you know, I don't even count his Raiders time. I give him a pass on that because he was put in a no-win situation. He probably wasn't ready to be a head coach. You thought he would have learned from it. He continues to lower the bar. Second time this season that they've won two in a row, and they followed up with two losses in a row. This one was different, again, because this one they had a chance to take charge. Forget about the Minnesota game where they just didn't show up. How can you go on a bye after that Minnesota game, get ready to go play your biggest rival in a game that eventually could mean the division? Or at least you can see, if you win it, it means the division. It's over. Even this team couldn't screw that up. I know that's going out there on a limb, but you got four games out of six coming up at home. Even this team couldn't screw that up had they won yesterday. I mean, let's be real. They're not going to beat Detroit next week. But then you got the Giants at home and the Panthers at home, or vice versa. I don't remember the order. It doesn't matter. You got the Giants and the Panthers at home. And now I don't know. Do we expect them to win those games? I don't know. 
I don't know what to expect anymore. I know this. The fumble by Taysom was incredibly poetic and apropos as a symbol for the entire first three months of the season. Again, a chance to put it away. They can't do it. Against one of the worst coaches in the NFL who self-proclaims, again, it's the most important win of what will be a short-lived career. Arthur Smith. He's happy. He's 5-6, and six, and he's leading the NFC South. Yippee! Again, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe it's better. Maybe the loser of this game is in, in a better spot. Again, not because you get a better draft pick because you don't know what to do with it anyway. And not because you might only win seven games, which would then open the door to at least the possibility of starting over. Because I don't know that you know what to do, what to do with that either. A lot of things going to happen over the course of the next six weeks. Um, this team needs to show some life. Or they need, I mean, look, I've said it before. This, next year is not going to be any better. Those of you wanting a change it with Derek Carr, you're married to Derek Carr. This, this franchise is married to Derek Carr through next year. Now, there are some wiggle room after next year where they could find a way to get rid of him. But they're married to Derek Carr, whether you like it or not. And most of you, I know, don't like it. They're not necessarily married to Dennis Allen, but do you think this, this team, what has this team shown anyone that they're willing to make big changes? They're not going to separate Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. Again, going into a year next year where they're in the worst, as bad a cap hell as they've been in, next year's the worst. And they finally get some relief, I think, after next year. So I think there's a good chance that they go into next year, bring back Dennis Allen again in a situation where he's going to be set up to fail, which is why this year is so important to win. But you've got an age. Think of the stars on this team that are aging. We talked about Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis. Tyron Matthews not getting any younger. Michael Thomas is worthless. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I'm not trying to be mean. He's worthless. Your rookie or second-year uh, wide receiver continuously is either going missing or getting hurt. People just don't, aren't going to want to play for this team. It's not like before. Remember when Sean Payton came in and changed everything and people wanted to play for this team? Yeah, they don't want to play for this team anymore. People aren't going to be rushing to come here. And the Saints don't have any money anyway. I'm not trying to depress you. I'm just trying to tell you the way that it is. That's why this year is so doggone important. They still have time to turn it around. They're still the best team in this division. I'm telling you, if there's any positive whatsoever, if you want to find a positive, I don't want to hear one damn thing positive from yesterday because when you lose 24 to 15 to the Atlanta Falcons, there ain't a damn thing that's positive about it. I don't care what you did. Even Terran Matthews' two picks didn't matter. I don't want to hear about him. And to his credit, he didn't go up there and gloat about it. When he went up there, he basically, we didn't run his clips, but he kind of took ownership. 
No one asked him tough questions about why the defense stunk to high heaven because we don't do that. No one asks questions like that anymore. The media that I grew up with is long gone. They're gone. They're not coming back. Just like Drew Brees, Sean Payton, they're not coming back. That's, who, that's where we are. But they still have time to turn this thing around. Whether they will or not, I have no idea. Now, look, I got, um, I got a plenty of emails over the course of the past, eh, really, week and a half. Um, I forgot to read them last week, and then I got a couple more. So I'm going to get into that. Um, I'll, I'll read some because it doesn't matter when they sent them. They're all kind of the same, and they certainly fit now. Um, uh, the one that I wanted to read first is the one that I told him I would give him a shout-out. He had some really nice th things to say. Um, I don't want to sound like Derek Carr now. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But Richard Landry, uh, he said his son, uh, he and his son started listening to the podcast this season. It's like them talking on the couch during the game, what I say here on Datitude. We get up, then we get down. Uh, and I appreciate his comments. He says he loves listening to my unscripted, unvarnished thoughts before and af after every game. They're, they're in Dallas, but they never drank the, quote, cow sheep Kool-Aid. I appreciate that, Richard. I really do. Um, Craig Latchelet, uh, Latchele, I think it's Latchelet. He asked, uh, I always say that Drew Brees is gone and he's never coming back. Obviously, that's true, but assuming he would do it, could they bring him in as the offensive coordinator after they fire Pete? Is that a crazy idea? Um, no. Is that a crazy idea? Would he want to do it? If you were Drew Brees, would you want to coach this team? Seriously. If you were to come back, I know you, you know, it's your team, whatever. Would he be successful? I have no idea, but there's zero doubt that he would do better than Pete Carmichael. What the Saints really need to do is they need to go out and find... I mean, no offense to Drew Brees, but they, they need to go out and find a real offensive coordinator. They should have gone out and hired Joe Brady when they had the chance. Did anybody see what Joe Brady has done for Josh Allen the past few weeks? I mean, I wasn't up for firing Ken Dorsey, and I'm, not, I'm still not sure that, that was the right move. But there's no question that Josh Allen's been better since Joe Brady's been in his ear. The Saints need to go out and get an offensive coordinator like that. You're not going to turn Derek Carr into a top 10 quarterback, but you don't really need to, I don't think. This defense kind of feeds off of the offense. They've stunk. They have not been good. But I think it's kind of like a lot of teams that have one, they have a good unit and then they have the, the Hyde or the Jekyll or whatever it is on the other side. They just get tired of carrying the team. They're not going to tell you that. And they might not even, like, really talk about that. But I think that's where we are right now. Don uh, Hoffman was talking about after the Vikings game, Taysom Hill, one, one carry, count him one carry, makes him pull his last few hairs out. Um, yeah, that's proof of they used Taysom more yesterday. And actually, uh, let's see, did Taysom get to the magic number? I'm looking at the box score. Yep, he had seven carries. So now they're 18 and two when Taysom carries it seven times. But he didn't get a pass either. Again, fumbled the football in the 
most important time of the game, fumbled the ball. It's just as much his fault as anybody else's. I mean, that's where we are right now. JJ says, more of, quote, they did a good job blocking us up front, and, quote, we have some things we have to get fixed, and we will have to keep working on them until we get them fixed, and, quote, we did some good things, and we moved the ball well. He said this before Dennis Allen's press conference. Spot on, JJ. Spot on. I mean, some of these guys that, that write me, they, they have it down pat. Uh, TDB asked me, he heard me loud and clear. I guess he's not asking. The management is too blankety blank loyal and there aren't going to be any changes. That's what I've been saying. Fine, I'll accept that. However, the owner and or GM needs to run the team like they need the money and not like it's a hobby. And I didn't even read this part. Just what I just said. The Bills just fired their OC, and he was ranked fifth in the league as an offensive play caller. Carmichael is ranked dead last. Uh, that's not true. Well, I mean, I don't know. As an OC, he may be the worst one. The offense isn't the worst in the league. Yet he remains at the team active employment roles. Look, good teams make changes. We saw the Steelers do it with Matt Canada. Is it going to mean that the Steelers are going to become a good team? No. The Steelers aren't going to win this year. They know that. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. But they got a chance to go to the playoffs. And the optimism in Pittsburgh is a lot different than the optimism in New Orleans. Buffalo is having an awful season, and they're upset about it. But I guarantee you no one was bitching about Josh Allen yesterday. If you're a Bills fan, if you're part of the Bills mafia, you weren't complaining about Josh Allen. It wasn't his fault. There'll be somebody new to blame. But there's no optimism here. I guess that's what's the most frustrating. As I close Derry's Dime today and go through this mailbag, and there's some more, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the mailbag bag closed. I'm going to say this. The most frustrating part of all this is not even that they are squandering talent and squandering the chance of a, I, I mean, is it the chance of a lifetime? I think that's a little bit strong. But this is the easiest schedule this team will face in most of our lifetimes. I'm not exaggerating with that part. It's the easiest schedule in the league. So just by definition, by average, by going through it, if you have, there are 32 teams, you're going to have the easiest schedule once every 32 years on an average, and you're going to have the toughest schedule once every 32 years on an average. You have the easiest schedule in the NFL with talent that should easily get you to the playoffs, yet you're five and six after squandering a chance to beat your arch rival and take a two-game lead. You squander the chance. You go out there and talk about the positives instead of the... Well, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear, I don't care, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't want to hear one single thing positive. And yet, that's not the thing that's the most frustrating. That's not the thing that's most disappointing. That's not the thing that's most dis depressing. The thing that is all of those things that's most, most depressing, most whatever negative word you want to use, is this ain't getting any better anytime soon.
cap hell in 2024. No one's going to want to come here. Veterans getting old. A complete rebuild. And let me tell you, if a team knows it's going into a complete rebuild, they are far less likely to make any changes. They're going to let the coach that they have now sit out on the hook. I'm not even convinced they're going to fire Carmichael. That's how bad it is. I mean, we can sit here and be pissed off all we want, and fans can demand changes, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. And frankly, I'm not convinced that this administration has it in them to do anything they're supposed to do. So we can sit here and ask for change and beg for change and say, I want him to lose and whatever. That doesn't mean anybody's going to do the right thing or get it right. And I hate to be 41 minutes in now, all negative, but what do you expect? It's frustrating. Glad you could spend it with me. I'm glad you made it through this far if you have. Obviously, if you heard these words, you have made it this far. Or you've just drugged your finger to hear if I'm going to say anything else that might get me in trouble. Who knows? If they don't like it, I don't care. I'm going to be there Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be covering the game. I'm going to be in the post-game locker room, or pre not, probably not the locker room, but I'll probably be, I'll be in the press conference. I mean, there's no reason for me to go in a damn locker room anymore. Nobody says anything. We'll see. Is there going to be any difference against the Detroit Lions? Three-game homestand. You know, when they put the schedule together, this is the stretch that you were looking for. You were hoping to be, I don't know. I mean, realistically, I think if you talked about what a floor might be, I would think six and five would have probably been my floor. And I would have said, if they can be even seven <clears throat> and four at this point of the season, they're in great shape. And as it turns out, if they were seven and four right now, they'd be running away with the division. But I got to be honest. And you look, I, I told you, I'm in the grand scheme of things, people call me Derry Downer, but I'm really probably, I'm, I'm both half glass full and half glass empty kind of guy. But I'm probably more positive than I am negative in the grand scheme of things. If you would have told me this team was going to be five and six at this point, I would have asked you how many injuries they had. And the, I mean, think about it. Derek Carr had a concussion and shouldn't have played against Tampa Bay. And I don't know, maybe he shouldn't have played yesterday. I don't know. I mean, it didn't look like anything was hurting him. Just made a boneheaded play on the pick six. Couldn't do anything in the red zone. I mean, I guess that's, Nothing new now. But in the grand scheme of things, who's been out that has affected this team's success through 11 games? No one. There isn't a single injury that you can point to and say, you know what, that's why uh, the Saints, you could, you could use that as an excuse. There are no excuses. Team's five and six, and they deserve to be five and six. They can't stand prosperity. They win two games, they lose two games. They win a game, they lose a game. They win two games, they lose two more games. One of them against your division rival. For all I know, it would, I mean, would it surprise anyone if they, I know some of you it would because you just, there are some people that just can't think positive when it comes to this team. But any realist out there, would it surprise any realist if they went out and beat Detroit 
on Sunday, it wouldn't surprise me. First of all, I don't think Detroit's as good as everybody else thinks they are. And second of all, this team is just completely unpredictable. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they came out and played well in this game and then stunk up the joint against either Carolina or the Giants at home. Wouldn't surprise me one iota, not even a little bit, because that's who this team is. Will they win the division? I mean, I can't say with as much certainty as I said before the week. They're now actually in a tie odds-wise with the Falcons. They're both like plus 125 or whatever it is to win the division. One of Either the Falcons or the Saints are going to win, and it's not going to be Tampa Bay. Besides the fact Tampa Bay has more problems than the Saints and Falcons, which is hard to believe, they actually have a fairly tougher schedule than, than either one of these teams. They're not, they can't beat anybody that's better than average. They just can't. So who's going to win the race? Who's going to have the right to host the Dallas Cowboys on January the 14th or 15th or whatever day it is and get their asses handed to them? That's what you're fighting for right now. That's what it is. That's where we are. That's Terry's dime. Um, look, I, I mean, I think at this point, even if they do win next week, I mean, it would probably almost piss me off as much as it would anything else because it would prove that they have it in them. I said it before. I'll say it again. I've, and, and I've said it more than just this week. We're now going into December. Yet to have seen a single game where they have played even, I don't even, I think, I don't even know if you can go back and say they played average or better on both offense and defense in the same game. Can you find one? I don't know, I don't know that you can. I really don't know that you can. That's what's, that's just frustrating. So we'll see if it changes. But speaking of change, I mean, trying to figure out what the song was. If this team doesn't realize it needs change now, it's never going to realize it. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. But this team needs change as much as anyone. Some things never change. It's just the way that it is. All right, well, this afternoon I'll be on the Bayou Bet Show. I probably won't be as blunt as I've been the past 45 minutes, and I thank you for listening. Uh, 4 o'clock live on all of our NOLA.com and BetNOLA.com media stations social media channels, I should say. Um, yeah, it's going to be more from a betting perspective than it will be what I think about this team. And then I'm going to be on uh, the final bet show on Thursday on Fox 8. And again, Bayou Bets on uh, Thursday. Thursday going to be busy for me because that's when Dattitude comes back. Uncle Big Nick will be here. And Larry Holder, he was right. He was right about this game. Got to give him props. He'll be back on Friday. So we've got a busy week ahead. As the Saints prepare for the prepare for the Detroit Lions, again, I don't know if we'll be any more positive, but we'll find out how it goes. I hope everyone has a great week and gets over the post-Thanksgiving blues. The Saints didn't help, but we'll see how it goes. Talk to you on Thursday. Peace and love, my friends. <laughs>